Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW number 60. That's Bias Panimi, Share for Women, Share number 60. We are reviewing some of the aspects of the book Holy Intimacy, co-authored by Sarah Marazo and Rivka Slonim. And we just started reviewing a beautiful, instructive letter written by Sarah Marazo, who in the time of this book is... Um, was a college teacher for over two decades, wrote a beautiful letter to an aspiring Kala, Kala or aspiring Kala, that, in my opinion, could be and should be even shown and worked through way before Kala age, even at the age, many of this thing, these things, even from Bas Mitzvah on, and certainly from 15 on. And we t- started talking about this letter, went through about how a person needs to prepare to be a healthy human being, and ultimately they can become a healthy wife. A lot of these things also could apply to men, and what they could be applied to men, I will address to the men, because they too need something like this to look through, to review, and focus on working on from bar mitzvah in a lot of these aspects, and then certainly when they hit 15, 16, whenever they go out dating, you know, with the Hasidim, it's, it's, it, they go, you guess, look to get married earlier, with uh, Litvish a little later, but regardless, there's so many things here, because it's about self-work, to be a healthy human being, and ultimately that means, in translation of that, and you know, obvious that you become a more healthier husband. So we talked about the physical aspects, and now we're going to talk about the emotional aspects. Now, on the emotional aspects, which is fascinating and it's wonderful here, is a lot of the emotional things are based on the ten spheres. Really, here he picks goes through the seven emotional spheres, which is when we count spheres from chesed through Malchus, and um, she writes in a note here that for a depth study of these concepts, see a spiritual guide to counting the Omer by Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Basically, he he has a book that he takes every day of the Sphira, every week has a different meter, Chesed the first week, which is kindness, Gavur the second week, which is um, boundaries and, and discipline, and so on and so forth, and he goes through how that relates directly to the human emotion and the way we behave and act. So, the first question that she asks here, and you need to ask yourself, generally speaking, do you maintain healthy relationships with family members, with friends, with co-workers? And if you sense that you don't, even at a younger age, you start working on developing relationships, learning about healthy relationships, learning uh, all those svarim that talk about Beinodim L'chaveirai, Hilchis Deyes of the Rambam, and so on and so forth. Can I communicate my needs clearly and respectfully? Do I do so? And this is so important. The thank you, the you're welcome, the ability to listen, to be polite, to be helpful. And you work through this. The more you work through this in your teenage years, the more you will be able to grow as a human being, and as a wife, or as a husband. Truth be told, I mentioned this, this, these things here are good exercises, not just for a aspiring kala, 
or aspiring chassan, but for every person, no matter how long they are married. Because right now, you could do something about it. Right now, you could start taking care of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health, which ultimately will affect, in a positive way, your marriage as well. Can I listen attentively to others with whom I have a relationship, even when I disagree? What that means, in other words, is that you let the other person into your world. You allow her perspective, in your case, his perspective, to come into your world and understand it, even if you may not agree, but you will understand it and you will embrace it and not just reject it out of hand. Can I make myself vulnerable and trust someone I am close to? And on this one, on vulnerability and and trusting someone, we have or will discuss in the joint shear from Terence Real, who talks about both self-esteem and boundaries and the healthy in-between of making sure that you are not too overly arrogant and not overly in shame or, or a low state, but that you have that healthy balance of believing you're a good person and, but, you know, to have a, a certain humbleness and boundaries to keep your boundaries to have healthy boundaries. Then she goes through the spheres, but in a very practical way. Chesed. Do I know how to be, which is kindness, do I know how to be truly kind and loving? Or do I feel I have a sense of entitlement? This is the sphere of chesed. Something deep to think about. And on this one line, again, I, I, I welcome feedback. You could really make especially for you, for all of you that are Kala teachers, and on the other side, Chassan teachers, are edu- what people are educating the boys on their character development, you could take this one aspect of the sphere of Chesed and go through very, very practical steps of hundreds of different exercises and thoughts and actions and words that you could do pertaining to this to grow as a human being that will ultimately have you become a wonderful wife or husband. So that is chesed, the kindness, the givingness. Then there's gvura. Gvura usually means strength. People are afraid of the word gvura because it also is discipline and it sometimes is connected with what we may call harshness, but it really isn't. It's healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries of proper um, you know, discipline that's healthy, which again in the joint share, when we talk about Terence Reel's work and he talks about boundaries, Gavura is the concept of healthy boundaries that I put a line there because it's healthy. And people think that it's a negative thing, it's a very positive thing because when you have those boundaries, then within those boundaries, there's a tremendous amount of giving. The perfect example of this is is the mabel. The mabel was water. Water is chesed, but it went without boundary and it, and, it, and it destroyed the world. While when we have rain, it comes down drop by drop by drop. Every drop is self-contained. That's kavura. It's mitzamtzam. It, it, it narrows it down to that particular drop, but that is how we get our nourishment. So we need that discipline. We need that contraction in order to experience true kindness. So do we have healthy borders? Do we let people step on us? Do we are we codependent? Do we feel I I can't survive unless you love me? You know, or if someone tells you something, 
you get crushed because you want that person to like you and you, you and you it's like you have no um you know borders and no personality of your own and you're only dependent on if someone else feels good about me and is warm to me then I'm worth something and if not I'm not worth anything so those that that's the concept of healthy boundaries do I judge people favorably can I be compassionate to Ferris that's connected to to um to compassion and truth it's the middle road and how do I endure discomfort and when I'm under stress, can I be assertive when I, when I need to? And then comes the biggie. Can I wait for delayed gratification? Or do I need instant positive results? That's, and then am I too rigid or inflexible? This is the idea of netzach. Now, when we talk about delayed gratification, it's not just the first thing one thinks about is in sexuality. Because you have to delay that gratification and suppress it somewhat or rechannel it to other healthy outlets until you get married and able to express it freely with your husband or with your wife. But the delayed gratification concept works and is important for children It's and, of course, for teenagers, and they need to develop it, which means that even when they enjoy things like eating, relaxing, taking vacations, that they, of course, well, time will come where they will enjoy that eating or relaxing or vacations. But it comes with work beforehand, right? You work hard, you're diligent, then you earn the vacation and you take it and you enjoy it. Sometimes when you know you are eating too much, so you're, if you may not even be on a diet, but you know you want to eat normal and healthy, you may say, I ate my breakfast, now I'm going to have self-delayed uh, gratification. Let's say I ate my breakfast at, I don't know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and I want to eat lunch by 1, 1, 1 whatever you, the time frame is, and it's 11 o'clock, right? So you delay gratification and you wait Till you eat your lunch. You may take a little fruit, whatever, but you understand it's the concept of knowing that I'm doing something healthy for myself. I will enjoy that thing anyway. So you're not self-denying, but you are pre- pre- um, prevailing over the fact that I don't need to jump into that right away. I could wait for a healthy reason. Ramilla always used to talk about this, is that we are taught this when we wait after eating fleshics, even little children, it's an unbelievable thing. We're at some point in time when they're, you train them the right way, even if they're six or seven years old, many of them, eight years old for sure, they already have that concept. And they know, oh, I ate fleshics and I have a chocolate, I could, and I could eat it, but I'm not going to touch it until the, whatever the minute is, six hours generally. And they taka, don't touch it until they're milchiks. That is delayed gratification that is healthy. People who are able to practice delayed gratification are happier, calmer, more mature, and are refined, and they enjoy life more too. When they have that gratification, they're going to really, really enjoy it. And as opposed to someone that's impulsive and drowns themselves in that gratification right away and 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 that is uh, an emotional weakness that needs to be worked on and then so that's netzach netzach means because you're really being strong in delaying that gratification
as one example. Hoid, which is submission, is do I give in? Could I forgive somebody? Do I make room for others? Am I flexible to others? Because Hoid is an union of bittel, your machnia yourself. But on the other hand, she writes very wisely, am I a doormat? Hoid, submission, does not mean in an unhealthy um, way to submit yourself. To be a, what we call a shmata. No, that's not what Hoid is. You surrender and you give and you're flexible, but with a certain firmness that you're not a shmata, you're a worthy person. You know, when they say that you should be rach kakona, uh, which is, means soft like a reed, a reed, a wind blows it this way, that way, but it stays with its roots. In that sense, it's quite strong. I saw that with Rav Pam Lavracha. He was the kindest, warmest person in the world. He was so warm, understanding, and loving, and with treating everyone with tremendous amount of derech heretz, and very unassuming, but he was not a doormat, and he was not chalila ashmata. Shouldn't even say those words. When he he had a certain discipline and a certain thing where and and actually, I personally had a certain awe of him, awe of him, and 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 it. People were saying, "Strange, what what are you afraid of Rapam for?" You know, I mean, he's he's and he, he's so accessible. Anyone could talk to him. He's wonderful, and he is, and he was, but but there was a certain awe to him because he had that he knew who he was and what he was capable of, and he used it to the fullest with being humble at the same time. This is a skill that every boy and girl needs to try to work on, to try to learn how to balance yourself to, on one hand, let your soul shine and be confident in yourself, but at the same time to be submissive and flexible and giving so that when you do get married, you could have both characteristics where you are an individual, but you also are very, very considerate of your husband's feelings and emotions and opinions and so on and so forth, and vice versa. Then, do I when keep commitments? Do I bond with others in a healthy way? That's Yesoid. Yesoid is a oneness. Do I bond with others in a healthy way? Now, normally Yesoid is connected to the sexual organs. It's connected to uh, Kedusha and all of these things. But the idea is bonding in a healthy way. A healthy oneness. And then the last sphera goes through the, the idea of Malchus. Malchus is the 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 concept of words, emotions, thoughts, Kabbalah's oil, emuna, and all of those things. Talks about whether you had trauma in your past, and to make sure you get help for that trauma before you get married and work through it. And other tendencies, anxiety, depression, OCD, addictions, and eating disorders, or perfectionism, anger issues, all of these things. Now, this is looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, if, if even when you're 14, 15, 16, you mucker, you have a self-awareness, which you develop by thinking about these things and by working up from non-judgmental mechanchim that are loving and giving, but also are te- trying to teach something, 
but in a way where the girls and boys are willing to look at themselves and say, do I have a problem? And do I need to work on it? And to work on myself, because right now, if I would get married, someone, some people know this already. They're honest with themselves. They're 17, they're 18, they want to get married, they want to start dating, but they know they have issues that they're not ready for. So you work on it. That's a preparation. That's a achana. So he goes through the emotional, and then the spiritual, which we're just going to do briefly now, is, do I know what my values are? About How happy about Yiddishkeit? My, my, my uh, level of bitachin and my awareness of Hashem and do I have a Rav or somebody that I, who's my Rebbe am I willing to give towards you know, to be machnia myself when I need to and, um, and do, am, I pro, am, I, am I behaving properly when interacting with the opposite gender, am I treating my parents with respect, that's a very very important one it's a very very important one now, sometimes what's important with Hashkafis, if you have a question, you don't have a Mechanech Rav, you, you reach out, you know, or, or you listen to someone like Rabbi Noach Weinberg and Aish and or Sameach, they could, they could give you that guidance and to how do you monitor your self, self-growth and do you have a proper healthy Torah approach to things and so on and so forth. So this letter is really phenomenal. And, and it's important to study. And I ask again, if there's feedback or if someone put this in a more detailed manual type of a way, I think there is a way to put a lot of these aspects in the curriculum in high school and in courses to help young men and young women develop to be healthy human beings that ultimately will lead them to have healthier marriages. And again, these behaviors, it's never too late even to, to read this and to adapt this even after you're married for a long time. But I believe that letters like this in this book from Holy Intimacy, um, you know, and this open letter to Kala or an aspiring Kala is something that needs to be read. If your parents that you need to try to give it to your daughter and have her, you know, read it together. And, and have those goals in mind. And again, to be adapted for men, because the boys truly need this chenech as well. And this is very, very important, because, you know, learning, although it in certain ways refines you, but the intellectual aspects of the learning will not make you a better person, per se, necessarily. You need to work on your midas. You need to work on your character. And you could know in your head and, and intellectually, um, you know, the boys with their Gemara and the girls with their Mechdemelio or whatever it is, that they need to internalize healthy emotions and healthy behaviors and using it properly. So again, uh, this, this I do want to have feedback either from parents or even from you know, younger people of what they feel they're lacking or they need guidance for. Because if you're honest with yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and you ask yourself, am I ready to get married now? Or am I lacking some skills and tools that I need to become a healthier human being and a healthy wife or a healthy husband? You ask yourself that question and you look yourself in the mirror and you give yourself an honest self-assessment. Am I ready? And the truth is with all of us, including myself also, all of us that are married or been married even for a while, 
you also ask yourself a few questions. Say, what would have, what would I have gained if I would have known a lot of these things that I learned, if I would have known from, you know, when I first got married. That shows the importance of learning a lot of these things before you get married. Because we, many of us listening, including myself, learned a lot of things, these things the long way. And I'll be honest with you, perfectly, perfectly honest with you. You know, uh, the Shalom Bayish that, that I'm giving here. And I, I, the truth is, is, is even before I started or even before I knew that I was going to be doing this, I did had collected from 10 years prior for volunteering a lot of Shalom Bayish material. But I have to be honest with you. Um, when I first started even that volunteer work, I was already um, around, um, let's, let's see, I was already at least 14 years into my marriage. There's a lot of things that I did not know or skills that I did not develop. And of course, this last two years of Ishurim, I became a lot more aware of and became a better husband as a result because of those teachings and the things that I learned and the skills that I tried to develop. Everything, the love languages, the, the, the healthy needs, the John Gottman skills, all of these things are things that I had to incorporate in my own life. So I also wish that I would have known this going into marriage and I would have been a much better husband, no question about it, if I would have known a lot of these things and practiced these skills early on. So, but, but we don't regret it. We don't like agonize over it is what I'm trying to say. So all of you which who fall into my category that have been married for a while, makes no difference if it's 10, 20, 25, 30 years, whatever it is, don't get discouraged. That's the idea of that one can really, really transform them, themselves no matter how, you know, how long it has been. So there's always hope and there's, you could really turn things around 180 degrees relatively quickly to have a beautiful marriage and a real strong connection. But we need to be committed if we're parents to teach our children and or if we care about boys and girls going into marriage to educate them with letters such as this wonderful one here, among others, and to use these tools and skills and expand upon it to give training so that one should avoid tremendous amount of agmas nefesh and, and to avoid a lot of unnecessary pain and go into marriage in a healthy state. Brachan atzlacha.